Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon. Joined, as always, by a man who made some hella great matches on last week's episode. That's right, it's Captain Tibbs. Of course we did, Sills. We made some fantastic matches, because if you're not aware out there, we are firmly on the road to Wrestlepalooza. That's right, biggest show of the year here in JWF, and every year it just keeps getting better. I mean, you announced the Fresh Blood Ladder Match, where six superstars who have never really had a great opportunity at the title here in this company get to go toe-to-toe with the opportunity to become number one contender. In addition, you announced that the captain's champion himself, Blake Tanner, is set to defend his captain's championship, not against just the Dylan, the former number one contender, but also against Blake Tanner's former tag team partner in the form of Scotty Moore. It's a, it's a fight boys reunion, Sills. Of course, this is going to be the only way it could end. That's right. I mean, let's not forget Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, the Dylan. They've been known by n- many names. The Dynasty, one of them. The BS Boys. But no- mostly as the Fight Boys. They came into this company together. They started like a house of fire. All three of them claiming major titles within their first year here in this company. And they've only faced off in a triple threat once in the past. Summerfest 2017. And ever since, people have been clamoring to see what would happen if these new and improved men I mean they have gone through so much in the past three years what this new improved fight boys would look like if they all went toe to toe and Sills I am very happy to say that we're gonna find out come Wrestlepalooza we are going to see possibly one of the most different matches than you could ever imagine from their original triple threat match I can tell you that much That is right, and Blake Tanner, the captain's champion, he did not take too kindly to you making this matchup last week, and he's in our ring right now. So why don't we hear what Blake Tanner has to say? So, last week, Captain Tibbs came out here and continued to do to me what he's done for my entire run as JWF captain's champion. He decided to stack the odds ever against my favor and put me in the ring against two men that he knows for a fact want to see my head on a damn plate. He made me fight Scotty Moore, a guy that's had it out for me ever since he realized that I was the real star of our tag team, and then, of course, the Dylan, and I won't even get into what he... Oh, Tibbs, listen to that. The music of the Dylan coming out onto the stage. But look at that. It looks like he is not alone. Scotty Moore has joined him. It is a Fight Boys reunion here in the JWF arena. Oh, wonderful. Great, great, great. Okay, okay. Let me guess. You two are going to come out to the ring, beat the hell out of me as retribution for what I did to you at expiration date. And guess what? The idiot behind the desk there isn't going to do anything about it. Y'all set this up beforehand, didn't you? I know your game, Tibbs. That's all you two are, just his pawns. Pawns in Tibbs' little chess game week in and week out. You trying to take my title away from me. Then you know what? Fine. Come on. Let's get this over with. I've got better things to do tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's not its not like what he's doing is bad, per se. It's, just, it's like it's all been done before. It's like 
His heart's not in it. Yeah, well, I know, like, you've gone after Tibbs, I've gone after Tibbs. At, at this point, we're at risk of being shut down for elder abuse. Hey, 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 yeah. hey, stop I mean, it's gonna be me! The... What the hell are you two doing? Oh, what? So, sorry, sorry, Blake. It, it's just, it's, I'll be honest, it's kind of adorable seeing you out here trying to play the bad guy. I, I mean, back when we were all together, it was like, Who's going to be the heel when they break up? And everyone was like, ah, it's, it's going to be Dylan. It's going to be Dylan. He's, he's big. He's impressive. Or maybe Scotty. He's devious. But, oh, no, poor Blake. He, he couldn't be a bad guy even if he tried. I'm sorry. What the fuck are you talking about? Of course I'm being a bad guy. I have lied. I have cheated. I have stole to keep this title. I, I'm, I'm feuding with the owner of the company right now. Yeah, but like literally for for years, for years now, I, I actually at Wrestlepalooza did it. Like literally our biggest show. Scotty spent months fighting with Tibbs. Like at at this point, it, it really feels like you're going down some like imaginary checklist of like what would Blake and Scotty do if they were trying to get people mad at them. Oh, honestly, it does feel like he's copying us straight up. Well, well I, I am not copying you. I don't want to hear those words come out of your mouth ever again. I am the original. I am Blake Tanner. I am the JWF Captain's Champion, and I am right now the baddest man in this company. You know what? I am a bad, bad boy. Didn't that used to be my nickname? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it then either. Hey, and I will do whatever it takes to make sure this belt stays on my shoulder, around my waist. I don't care. I will bash your brains in with steel chairs. I've done that. I will throw you from the top of a ladder through fire and flames into the pits of hell. I've done that like five times already. And if worse comes to worse, I will punch both of you in your dick so hard that they will shoot out your mouths. At this point, you're not even trying. Like, seriously. That was his whole thing for, like, years. Do you not remember that? Look, Blake, this is just... What we're doing here is an intervention. I mean, Dylan and I, we care about you, and ever since you decided to go at your own on this whole heel thing, you've not exactly done well for yourself. I mean, you've only won, what, like, five matches in the past year? And look, we just think it's time for you to stop lying to yourself and admit the truth. Blake Tanner is not a bad guy. Blake is not a dominant champion. Blake Tanner is who he's always been. A white meat baby face underdog. Yeah, it's your roles, you know, your role to fight the evils of man. Fight people like Scotty and I and to show, show the crowd, show these idiots sitting here that that is the way it's supposed to be done. Ooh, cheap heat, nice. Thank you, thank you. It's your job to prove to them that hard work and determination, it pays off, Blake. You don't want to be like the two of us, super cool, getting all of the ladies and money, but through, through you know, cheap means of lying and cheating and fighting and being awesome. You know, really, really, I, I feel like this conversation's taken a bit of a left turn. I apologize uh, for that. Uh, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to fix this. We're going to fix this. At the pay-per-view... I'm going to take back the the belt that I never actually lost, and it'll all be good. Or I I, I could win it, probably. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Blake. Dylan kind of took over that whole thing, but 
Yeah, you're definitely not leaving with the title at Wrestlepalooza, man. Sorry, we'll see you there. Well, well, Tibbs, an emphatic showing from the Dylan and Scotty Moore. The Dylan and Scotty both claiming Blake Tanner is not walking out of Wrestlepalooza with that title. And let me tell you, if it's the Blake Tanner we've seen in the past year versus those two men, I got to agree with him. It certainly looks like that, Sills. Uh, Blake Tanner is going to have to pull out all the stops if he has any hope of retaining the captain's championship. But it just doesn't look like it's in the cards for him. That is right. But what may be in the cards for one man is a JWF World Heavyweight Championship shot. If they can climb that ladder and climb and claim that briefcase at Wrestlepalooza in the Fresh Blood Ladder match. And you know there are a lot of names already announced for this. Of course, Hollywood Hulcher last week was announced, decided to decline your offer to enter that match. Said he was going to have a, a, a talk with you, and which I've heard actually went very well. But another man who has been announced is none other than Funky Flossie, who, let's be honest, has already started off this year with a banner, a, an absolute banger of a match, defeating Scotty Moore in an Extreme Rules match. In, in addition, had an absolute great showing at expiration date in the expiration chamber match. I mean, Funky Flossie has been on a tear. Absolutely, Sills. It is no small feat to survive an expiration chamber match like that almost to the end. It is no small feat to defeat a former JWF World Heavyweight Champion, and that is why I think that he is going to fit right in in our fresh blood match. That is right, and Funky Flossie is backstage right now with one of our top interviewers, so why don't we hear what the Funk Master has to say? Hello, everybody. Honey Potmick Microsoft here with a man who's going to be stepping between the ropes at Wrestlepalooza for his opportunity to become number one contender to the JWF champion, Funky Flossie. Now, Funky, you had an exciting start to 2021, defeating Scotty Moore in, a, in an Extreme Rules match, but ever since, you've been struggling to find your footing here. How do you plan on cementing yourself as one of the top guys in this company? All right, look, baby, being a top guy ain't never been one of Funky's goals, baby. That's, that's where you got me all wrong. I didn't come into this company trying to become the next Captain Tibbs or, or Momoa Curry. I came here to become the first ever Funky Flossy. And you see, that's the thing, man. Ever since I returned from getting my arms snapped, I've been operating on a whole another level. Whether that means I deserve the title of top guy or not is completely up to you. Because that's the thing about Funky Flossie. He's done letting the rest of the world define who he is. They called me an underdog, a rookie, the hot young upstart. And for a while, I listened to him, man. I, I said, I, I guess that's who I was. But I'm here today to tell everybody that you are not defined by what other people say. You define who you are, and my definition of who Funky Flossie is, is that he is a fighter. He's an entertainer. He's a high flyer. And after Wrestlepalooza, I'm going to add one more thing to that definition. Because Funky Flossie is a champion. And when I get my opportunity for that title, believe me, honeypot, I won't waste it like that. Oh, my God, Tim's from out of nowhere. Who the hell is that? Funky Flossie is getting the hell beat out of him. Oh, my God, Sills, is that 
It's Gauzy! It's Gauzy! He's got a pipe self! The Nightmare Gauzy, the man who snapped Funky Flossy's arm so many months ago, is here and he's just beating the hell out of him. What the hell is Gauzy thinking? I don't know, Sills. This might be a... Yeah, do you think that he might be uh, upset that he was, wasn't considered for the first blood match? Do you think that he might be trying to get back at Gazi for some reason? I don't know, but you got to think. I mean, Gazi has had numerous opportunities. Captain's titles, uh, JWF championships. Gazi has had tons of opportunities. Oh, but God, Tibbs, look at this. Gazi with that pipe wrapped around the throat of Funky Flossy before turning him around. Oh, and the, the bloody eagle. Tibbs, Gazi just wiped out Funky Flossy with that big maneuver with a damn pipe around his neck. Uh, somebody's got to go back there and check on Funky Flossy. Hey, Sills, we need to get somebody back there right away. This is unconscionable. This is, this is just... Par for the course for Gazi, damn. That is right, of course. Let's not forget Gazi and Funky Flossy competing in that epic captain's title match at expiration date. But another man in that match was, of course, the Jebeduk. A man who, Tibbs, let's be honest, kind of came into that match with the world as his oyster. The only man standing between him and that title was the captain's champion, Blake Tanner. But we know Jebeduk just started off in this company, still a little bit fresh off of his run in JXT, made one small mistake, and it allowed Blake Tanner to capitalize and retain that title. Absolutely, Sills. The Jebeduk, he's had a a proper fine showing here in the JWF, but you see a little bit of that greenness. He's still got a a, a few creases that need to be ironed out. So he's looking to do that tonight. That's right, as he takes on A.J. Steele, the proverbial leader of the Hard Americans. And look at that, A.J. Steele just parading around that ring, showing off his quote-unquote body of steel. This guy's ridiculous, Tibbs. Uh, yeah, Sills, I don't know what he's got to be parading around right now unless it's the uh, most recent product on his show that doesn't work. That is right, but that bell goes ding it. Tim's look at this AJ calling for a test of strength. How the hell does this big man think he's going to overpower the Jebeduk? I don't know, Sills. The Jebeduk, he, he may be lean, but he is strong. Uh, AJ Seal might not know what he's getting into right now. That's right. And oh my God, look at that. AJ actually overpowering the Jebeduk before Jeb lifting him up in the air. Look at the strength of the newcomer to the JWF. That is right, Sills. That's exactly what I was talking about right there with the Jebeduk's impressive power. That's right, before dropping him down. Ooh, into a big European uppercut before hitting the shotgun splash. That vicious splash just taking out AJ Steele. Jeb going for an early pin. One, two. Ooh, kicking out is the uh, AJ Steele, but... Jeb picks him up, whips him into that corner, and look at that Jebeduk just wrenching on the arm of A.J. Steele in that corner. Our referee Shibata being forced to call for the separation. Absolutely, so she can only stay in there. You got a count of five. Anything after that, when you're in the ropes like that in the corner... You gotta break it or you're gonna lose the match. That's right, and look at that. Shibata being forced to separate Jebeduk away from AJ. But, oh my god, AJ actually using the distraction to poke Jebeduk in the eye. And Tibbs, he's just blinded the man. And look at this. He's already whipped him down into a headlock. This man is ridiculous. 
I'd have to say so, Silt. If you, the only way you can get one over on your opponent is by poking him in the eyes, and all you do about it is put him in a headlock? That's ridiculous all around. That is right, but you gotta think Jebeduk, we've talked about it in the past. He's got those explosive moves, keeping him grounded may work to his benefit, but unfortunately not. Jebeduk once again showing off the strength, picking him up and ooh, dropping him with a gut buster before backing up into that corner. Could be looking for a second shotgun splash, Tibbs, but wait a minute. AJ, AJ showing off a little bit of strength of his own, catching the Jebeduk in midair before, oh my God, just tossing him into that turnbuckle. Jeb just crashed down onto his own skull and crumpled like a like a sack of potatoes. Ah, uh, yeah, Sills, that does not look good for the Jebeduk. He, he, he might have fractured a tailbone or something in his spine. He might have even gotten a damn concussion from that. That's right, but it looks like AJ Steele looking to finish this dragging Jeb back over towards that turnbuckle before getting up onto that second rope. And oh my God, a vicious Vader bomb. That whole body of steel just crashing down onto the Jebeduk goes for the pinfall. One. Two, ooh, Jeb kicking out at two. And look at the fury on AJ Steele, Tibbs. Yeah, the Jebeduk, he has some amazing resistances. He's a, extremely resilient. I don't think AJ Steele expected that from the Jebeduk. Well, <laughs> I think he's vastly underestimated the Jebeduk at this point. That's right, and you can see him trying to rush back over towards that corner. But, oh, look at that. Jeb pulling himself up into that crab walk he utilizes, and it looks like he has gotten in the mind of AJ Steele, who looks like he just saw a ghost. <laughs> that, that's what that crab walk does to yourselves. <laughs> the Jebeduk, he's frightening enough on his own, but when he contorts his body like that, it's uh, it doesn't it's not natural. That is right, but unfortunately, neither is this as he's grabbed him, going for the Duke. Ah, uh, world no! AJ turns it around, AJ turns it around, and he's grabbed him in the flint and steel. That submission maneuver and tips. AJ Steele's trying to choke out the Jebeduk. I don't know how successful he is. This is the best thing AJ Steele can do. If this doesn't do it, if this doesn't put the Jebeduk away, then I don't know what he can do. Oh, but wait a minute, Tibbs. Look at this. Jebeduk holding that hand high before, oh my God, just crashing it down the throat of AJ Steele. Jebeduk has locked him in the soul taker, almost like the flint and steel wasn't even doing anything to him. <laughs> AJ Steele, he did not know what he was getting into in this match, and he's about to find out the full power of the Jebeduk. That's right, that soul taker maneuver, that mandible claw-esque maneuver, and he's dropped AJ Steele. He's dropped AJ Steele to the mat. Look at him just pinning the shoulders down, but I don't think it matters. AJ Steele ain't moving. One, two, three. And Jebeduk stealing the soul of AJ Steele leads to a successful victory in what may lead to, to maybe even entering that fresh blood ladder match, Tibbs. Well, Sills, that's a hell of an idea. <laughs> I'd love to see it. That's right. Jebeduk standing on that top rope with... Tibbs? Is that... That the music <laughs> of the god of the sea? God of law, God of the JWF tips, that's Momoa Curry! That is Momoa Curry, all right, Sills! 
the god of the JWF has returned and he has made an emphatic entrance after this match. After this... Oh, Sills, you gotta think who he's coming out to greet right now. That's right, standing on that stage, Momoa Curry staring daggers through the Jebedook, but it... Tibbs, it looks like he ain't staring at the Jebedook anymore. He's staring at the Wrestle Palooza sign. Well, what's Momoa Curry thinking? Oh, Sills, this is it. We're about to have a rematch. That's right. A couple of years ago, crossing the line, Momoa Curry met the Jebedook in a vicious 15-minute Ironman match where both men ended with two pins. It ended in a damn draw. Uh, that does not happen in a Momoa Curry match. Momoa Curry gets in the ring, destroys, and, and leaves, but it looks like that one draw has affected him, and it looks like he's trying to put an end to it at Wrestlepalooza. Oh, Sills, I couldn't have booked a better match if I tried. Momoa Curry, he gets to challenge anybody at Wrestlepalooza. It doesn't matter if he has a championship or not. And this year, he has chosen the Jebediah. That is right. But speaking of a man who chose for himself, why don't we talk about last week, the man known as Hollywood Hulcher. He was being interviewed uh, about entering the Fresh Blood ladder match. I mean, Hollywood's never had an opportunity at the time. But instead, he chose, after being confronted by our tag team champions, Bananas in Pajamas, he said that he didn't want that match. He said he wanted another match, and that he came to you, Tibbs. Can you give us any clarification on what's going on with Hollywood Hulcher? Well, Sills, I can't, I can't give any way, away any confidential details, but let's just say a deal has been made, and we are working on put, making some extra time for another match at Wrestlepalooza, and I think, <laughs> oh, trust me, you're going to enjoy it. That is right, Tibbs, but one man out, that means one man's got to go in, and you decided to put another newcomer to the JWF, Big Cyrus Crane, in the ladder match, but Tibbs, Cyrus has already had an opportunity at the title, losing to Guy Fieri just a few short months ago in a last man standing match. I'm kind of wondering why you brought the force of nature, Big Cyrus, into this battle. Well, Sills, when you look at Big Cyrus Crane, you know two things. One, he's a fighter. Two, he's big. Three, I don't think that he got quite the right chance against Guy Fieri a couple months ago. I think that I think that he has more that he he's willing to give, and I think that he has only begun to to scratch the surface of the iceberg of what we can see from Big Cyrus Crane. That's right, and Big Cyrus is backstage with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what the big guy's got to say? Ladies and gentlemen, David Dan McDonald backstage here with the man who Captain Tibbs chose to replace Hollywood Hulcher in the Fresh Blood Ladder match at Wrestlepalooza. Big Cyrus Crane. Now, Cyrus, this match is all about men getting opportunities who have never had an opportunity at the JWF Championship. However, a few months ago, you were actually defeated in a last man standing match for that very championship. I mean, how did you find your way into this match? Oh, um, sorry, I can answer that, actually. Ah, Lawrence Whitney, a man we have not seen in a while here in the JWF. What have you got to do with this? Well, you are currently looking at the newest manager of Big Cyrus Crane. 
A man that forgot exactly who he was. The man that destroyed the Jebeduk and claimed the JXT World Heavyweight Championship. A man that cut through the entire developmental roster like it was butter. You see, Cyrus Crane is a monster. But ever since arriving here, my client has forgotten that. You see, the real Cyrus wouldn't have let what happened in that last man standing match ever happen because, you see, the point of a last man standing match is that you have to keep your opponent down for a count of, say it with me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if you rewatch that footage as many times as I have, you'll realize that that cowardly referee, Shibata, decided to call the match before a ten count was issued. Now, look, I, I understand. Big Cyrus may have gotten suplexed into the ring so hard that it caused the entire damn thing to collapse. But what is not true is that my client lost. No tin count was issued, and no true victor was decided, just a cowardly little referee that decided to end things before they got brutal. But you see, the problem with that is, every time Cyrus Crane enters the ring, it will be brutal. And that's exactly what those five other competitors will expect when they come face to face with Big Cyrus at Wrestlepalooza. Well, Tim's a lot to unpack there. Lawrence Whitney is managing Big Cyrus? Well, I guess it only stands to reason, Sills, that Lawrence Whitney, who he, he's become a manager recently, he's always looking for new talent. Of course, he lost the team formerly known as the Blockbusters uh, back to Croc as they become Legion again a few months ago. He... he he lost to Scotty Moore, so he's been in a bit of a rut. But I think that the way out of that is by managing Big Cyrus Crane, a, a man that honestly sills, as Lawrence Whitney said, has not gotten his just due in the JWF yet. That is right, but who will they be facing? Will it be the winner of the Regal Rumble, Robert Hill, or his opponent at Wrestlepalooza, the winner of our main event of the evening between your son, Chuck Tibbs, the current JWF champion, and the former champion, Guy Fieri? Absolutely, Sills. Now, I want to get ahead of this before the internet does. I agree. Guy Fieri has had too many chances at the championship recently after he lost it. But we're going to do this last one. Guy Fieri, one more chance to defeat Chuck Tibbs. Blow off. Here tonight, main event of JWF Monday Night Ignition. And then we're going to move on to Wrestlepalooza. That's right. I mean, let's not forget last week Chuck Tibbs said, Guy Fieri, this is your last chance. If you don't win this, you're not challenging for the title as long as I hold it. And that bell goes ding. And oh my God, Tibbs! Tibbs, Chuck Tibbs going for the final bow, but Guy Fieri avoids it. That big knee strike. And look at this guy immediately getting Chuck up on his shoulders, going for the food fight. But Chuck ducking behind, going for the DD Tibbs. But ooh, Fieri shoving him away. And no, nails him with a massive forearm. Tibbs, that was an amazing display in the beginning. You can see both of these men, they don't want to wait. They want to end this right now. Absolutely, Sills. You can tell both of these guys, Chuck and Fieri, both are not looking at this match as the end-all, be-all. They're both looking 
for Wrestlepalooza. They are looking a few weeks ahead right now, and they are trying their damnedest to get there with that championship. That's right. Look at this. Eddie Fury is just grabbing Chuck by the hair. That long mane of Chuck Tibbs, and he is just he is just sending vicious punches down into the skull of Chuck Tibbs before going off the ropes. And, ooh, hits a massive running leg drop. Goes for the pinfall. One, two. Ooh, Chuck Tibbs. Kicking out at two, but you can see Fietti not showing any disappointment. He is immediately going back to the brutality, just whipping Chuck to the outside. And that seals that brutality. It, it, it epitomized Guy Fietti's championship reign when he would actually fight. Guy Fietti would rather not defend his championship at any time, but when he did, he was willing to go to any extreme to retain it, and now he's back to doing anything to get it. That's right. Meanwhile, Fietti now just, oh my God, sending Chuck Skull first into the ring post before tossing him against that barricade. And oh no, Tibbs, we've seen Fietti utilize this before, backing up. Oh, goes for the spear, but Chuck Tibbs wisely rolling out of the way. But Tibbs, Guy Fietti just broke down that entire damn barricade. Yeah, he did, so that's just gone right now. You got to think of the force of that barricade resisting you as your back goes straight into it. That is right, but look at this. Chuck finally weakly rolling Guy Fieri back into the ring. Chuck Tibbs knows he's got to do something big, but no! Guy Fieri, he was playing possum! He's playing possum, and he's got Chuck up! Food fight directly down onto the skull! One, two, kick out! Chuck Tibbs! Chuck Tibbs! He kicked out, Tibbs! He kicked out! That a boy! That other boy, son! Chuck Tibbs, that could have smelled the end for my son's championship reign right there. But he had the consciousness, he had the, the space of mind to kick out. But he's got an uphill battle ahead of him. That is right. And Guy Fieri trying to bring Chuck back to his feet. But ooh, Chuck with a big European uppercut rattles Fieri. Then a second, then a third, backs him up into the ropes. Chuck sends him off. Oh, beautiful flying forearm from Chuck Tibbs. Just levels the competitor Guy Fieri Tibbs. And now wait, Chuck's on that top rope. Chuck's on that top rope, might be looking for a big splash, but no, Fietti stops him in midair with that big right hand that's won so many matches, goes for that pinfall, one, two, oh, Chuck once again kicking out, but Tibbs, look at that kick out, could barely use the legs, just had to barely roll that shoulder over. That's right, Sills. If he had put more, any more pressure down on his shoulders, Chuck could have just lost the match right there. That's right, but it looks like Fietti has a game plan. Fietti with a plan taking him towards those ropes. And Tibbs, what's he thinking? He's got Chuck up on that top rope. What is going through the mind of the king of Flavortown? I don't know, Sills, but he looks like he's trying to go to any extreme right now. He, he doesn't care what he's about to do to Chuck. He doesn't care. He's trying to win that championship. That's right. Climbing up onto that second rope. And, oh, my God, Tibbs Fietti has Chuck up on his shoulders. Fietti's got Chuck up. Could be going for that food fight off the second rope. But, ooh, Chuck with some big elbows straight to the skull, rattling Fietti before, oh, a massive kick sends him down straight to the earth. And Chuck Tibbs knows he's in a do-or-die situation, and Chuck chooses to do, oh, a massive eye of the storm off the top rope, crawls into the pinfall, one, two, 
three. And just like that, Chuck Tibbs retaining the championship, which means it is confirmed at Wrestlepalooza, Chuck Tibbs will be going toe-to-toe with the undefeated Robert Hill. And that's all she wrote, Sills. That's it. Chuck Tibbs is your undisputed JWF World Heavyweight Champion until Wrestlepalooza at least. That is right. You can see him holding that title high, but oh my God, from out of nowhere, Robert Hill storming the ring and dropping Chuck directly onto his skull with that gaslighter. Robert Hill has just made an emphatic statement that you may have won tonight, but that won't look the same maybe at Wrestlepalooza. Yes, Sills, and there it is. You are staring into the abyss right now. The abyss that is Robert Hill, and that is going to be Chuck's greatest challenge, not only of this championship reign, not of the year, but maybe the greatest challenge he's ever faced. That is right, Tibbs, but before we can get to Wrestlepalooza, we do need to be moving forward to next week's episode, where... The winner of the uh, women's expiration chamber match, Val Curry, is returning to action. Last week being assaulted by Lucretia Pendragon, powerbombed off of our stage. Val Curry has returned and made the pledge, I want to fight Lucretia Pendragon. And, and Tibbs, I gotta say, Lucretia knows she has a big match for the JWF Women's Championship at Wrestlepalooza. I don't know if this is a wise move to be going up against Lucretia Pendragon just two weeks out from the show. It's probably not Sills, especially after what Lucretia Pendragon did to Val Curry last week. But this is a matter of honor right now. And if there is anything that the Curry family knows, it is honor. Val Curry, she has to make a statement with this match right now that shows that there are no weaknesses going into Wrestlepalooza. That's right. In addition, we are going to be hearing from the Nightmare Ghazi about his attack on Funky Flossy earlier tonight. And in addition to all of that, Tibbs, we are going to be hearing from our tag team champions, Bananas and Pajamas, who claim to have a special presentation for the JWF universe. And Tibbs, uh, yet I was going to say I can't wait, but I could probably wait to see that. Oh, I don't know, Sills. I got a special presentation of my own. What? (laughs) That is right. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. You can donate at any tier level, $2, $5, $10. You get access to tons of exclusive content no matter how you donate. And it keeps this show running. It would mean the world to us if you donate or pick up merchandise at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Thank you all for listening. That is right. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition. And we will see you next time.